All right, welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. We got a great episode coming up for you guys today. John Yoshitani coming on the podcast today. We got the ultimate NBA preseason podcast. NBA starts tomorrow night. Uh, super excited. John and I are going to be predicting 1 through 15 seeds in each conference. We'll talk about every team a little bit. We'll talk about the most important uh, pieces of the offseason so far. And it's going to be really fun. And uh, let's get straight into it. It's going to be a super fun podcast. And I uh, hope you stay tuned in. All right, welcome back into the studio. We got John on call. What's going on, John? What's up, Tyler? Yeah, so we're gonna get right into the uh, to to the podcast here. We got uh, NBA NBA talk for the first time in a while. First time since uh, June. Uh, it's back back tomorrow. We got Lakers Warriors opening night. Um, John, you excited for the NBA to start? I'm extremely excited. I can't wait. I know you got your basketball season. I know you're excited for that, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's get right into it. We're gonna go through uh, each conference. Uh, we're gonna predict, make our own standings here, and uh, kind of talk about each team as we go through. And we'll start in the Eastern Conference. So I'll go first here uh, for my fifteen pick. I'm gonna have to go with a uh, little bit of a shocker. I know, I know they've got had some upsides, but I think the New York Knicks are gonna finish fifteenth here. Kind of a hot take, a little wow. bit, but. Uh, wow. I don't like the Knicks at all. I think they have a. I think they're you know high potential players kind of drop off a little bit this year and Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, whatnot. Um, I really hope they get embarrassed uh, after signing Jalen Brunson for so much money, but I I, re- I really do think this Knicks team falls off and is one of the worst teams in the league and worst team in the Eastern Conference. So, John, what do you got for fifteen? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's a pretty hot take. Personally, I'm like a I'm a big Jalen Brunson fan, JB. Mm-hmm. Uh, after seeing what he did last year when he was able to just create on his own, I think it, it was really impressive. And uh, now that he's going to kind of have the keys more and he's not going to be playing with Luka, I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. I definitely don't have the Knicks at 15. For my 15 seed, honestly, I think I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm between the the Wizards and the Hornets here. Horn- I mean, like... I'm going to go with the Wizards. Wizards? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not much to say there. I mean, I don't know. Only Beal can only use so much. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really much to say there. The Wizards, I mean, the Wizards are terrible. Um, I guess moving to 14, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm probably going to agree with John there. I'm going to go Wizards next. Um, my next pick was a little biased, but yeah, we're, we're moving into realistic here. The, the Wizards are there um, for sure in the bottom, you know, five teams in the East. They have one guy... Porzingis has fallen off tremendously, uh, and and then the rest of their team like Hachimura, um, and uh, Avadja and guys like that they can't carry a team and uh, they're good role players but not for a team with with one star on it and Beal can only do so much like John said, um, but John what do you got for fourteen? For fourteen I'm gonna have to go with the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. I've got them pretty low. Uh, good young team, exciting young team. Uh, We've got Franz Wagner there, Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Markel Fultz. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't see they don't, they don't have like uh, any like star to carry them over the edge there. So Magic are 14. Yeah, I, I mean, once again, I'm just say there. Um, for my for my 13, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers. Um, I think their roster is really thin. They have, you know, a lot, like a lot of these bad teams, they have – like exciting young players, Tyrese Halliburton's there, 
Um, oh no, he got traded. Or no, he got yeah, he got traded to the Pacers. He got traded, yeah, yeah to the Pacers. I mean, Buddy Heald's there. Um, I mean, they have built a little bit of a roster. They drafted Benedict Matherin, um, who's an exciting player out of Arizona. But I mean, he they they're another team that could be good in a couple years, but not this year. So, what do you got for thirteen, John? I like that pick for for thirteen. I'm gonna agree with you on the Pacers there. Yeah, uh, I don't, yeah, same, for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. My twelve, I'm gonna go with the Hornets here. Um, I mean, you know, they're they have a lot of problems. Uh, with the Miles Bridges thing, who is is up and coming and was kind of an idiot over the off season. Uh, and then we got LaMelo Ball, who, like Bradley Beal, uh, isn't good enough to carry a whole team. Um, but there is some players here that, you know, you can think, uh, you know, have a couple games in two. You know, you got Jalen McDaniels, you got Kelly Oubre, uh, Gordon Hayward. We all know these guys. Dennis Smith is also there and P.J. Washington. But once again, another good roster, but just, you know, not, not, not good enough to get over the hump and get maybe a top 10, maybe a playing uh, play spot. So I'm going to go 12 Charlotte Hornets. Um, honestly, this is kind of off topic here, but like, I feel like with every single rankings, we're pretty low right now. We're in a number 12, but every single team, you've got to say like, oh, they've got a good roster. It just, it just goes to show how much talent there is right now. Yeah. Especially in the East. Yeah. Looking at these rosters. It's a loaded league right now. And, uh, cause every single team has got some young guys, some guys that are good. Yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. For for my number 12, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, this is where I'm going to put the nothing. I'll go Detroit here. Really? Yeah, I mean, they get Cade Cunningham. I think they traded for Jalen Duran. That can be really, that could be a really scary duo in the next couple of years, but mm-hmm. I think too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving on to number 11 here. We'll talk, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Pistons in a little bit. I, I'm going for number 11. I'm going Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you, I've never liked the Hawks. I didn't like them when they were semi-good. Uh, I don't like him even more that they have DeJounte Murray now. I've said it on this podcast that that duo of Trey Young and DeJounte Murray isn't going to work. We'll see how that plays out. But Trey Young and DeJounte Murray isn't good enough to, you know, maybe they make a play-in spot. I think, I'm pretty sure 11 is a playoff play-in spot, and it is. But I I don't know. I just, like, John, try to convince me on this Hawks team. Like, do you disagree with me, or do you think that this duo can be... I kind of agree with you that I think uh, when they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, it was kind of fluky. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they can repeat that. And but I don't know, Dante Murray and Trey Young. If that works out, that could be that could be really that could be a nice ass duo. But the thing is, like they're they're both ball dominant players. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who you got uh, for eleven? For my number eleven, this is where I'm, I'll put the next year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, as I said already, I think Jalen Brunson. Oh, my, uh, no, I forgot they were all lefties. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson. It's an all lefty like big three. Yeah, but that, that's gonna be interesting. Julius Randle had one really. I think he was good two years ago. Last year, like all his efficiency numbers just dropped. He was just not good at all. But yeah, I, I mean, he was an all star two years ago. Yeah, now that he's got another creator around him with uh, Jalen Brunson. I think it'll help him to take better shots. So I've got the next eleven. Mm-hmm. So now we actually—I mean, I'm gonna say—we are moving into the play-in teams now. Seven, eight, uh, nine, ten. So for number ten, um, uh, I'm gonna have the Pistons there, uh, in a play-in spot. They get an extra game. Uh, they're they're in the postseason kind of, but I'm a Detroit guy. Um, everyone knows that. Um, Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran, 
one of the best oh young gosh. cores in the league um, with also great role players around him. You know, uh, Isaiah Livers is kind of coming on. They got Kevin Knox in the offseason. And, and there's just guys here. Isaiah Stewart, another great young guy. So I think they're starting five. If they get it right, you can have Cade or Ivy at the point and then either one of them at the two. And then three, Sadiq Bey, I think, is there. Uh, dropped, dropped, 50, dropped 50 last year in a game. And then uh, Stewart and Duran is going to be my starting five for them. I don't think that's good, what it's going to be, but that's such a good starting five, in my opinion. And you got you know, guys like Boyan Bogdanovich and Marvin Bagley coming off the bench. It doesn't sound too like attractive, but I think this Pistons team can get it done and put themselves in a spot to maybe make the playoffs in a playing game. But I got them as my 10 seed. John, what do you got? I actually, I mean, I like that. You, uh, I had a, a bad moment that I completely forgot about Jaden Ivey and uh, being in uh detroit now that is a that's a nasty duo Jaden ivy and kate Cunningham. so uh, i i kind of regret putting them so low now at 12 but for my 10 i'm gonna go the hornets here um i think they they've just been like this young exciting team now for like the last couple of years yeah. but they haven't really made any moves to like push themselves forward like i can only i, can, I see them like being like the same exact team really that they've been mm-hmm. the last couple of years yeah yeah that's a good point um and they've actually gone down, you know, with the Miles Bridges stuff. I feel like they've gone down. Uh, they lost the key piece there. As yeah, well. exactly. Miles Bridges was a nice. He he was good. He was, he was like a twenty around twenty points per game scorer. Yeah. So yeah, that's a big piece for them. Yeah. Um. So we're moving into number nine now, and I'm gonna put the uh, Orlando Magic here at number nine. I think I really like Franz Wagner. Um. I think he was a top rookie last year. Obviously, he was finished top three in uh, rookie of the year voting. And then, you know, you got Paolo, who I really liked. If you listen to this podcast during March Madness, I was so high on Paolo Banquero. Um, and Cole Anthony, I think, takes the next step this year as well. But the the duo, the duo of Franz Wagner as a three and Paolo Banquero as a four, potentially five, with Jonathan Isaac as well, having, a, having to prove himself this year in a contract year. Uh, and I, I think this, this Magic team can get it done. And I don't think they make the playoffs, which is why I have them at nine, but... I think the Pistons, uh, like John said, the Hornets, and, and this Magic team are, are on the come up. Um, and I feel like a lot of these teams are, but I think those three are, are up there right now. But who do you got for John? Nine, John. For nine, uh, obviously, from Chicago, I hate to be doing this, but I just don't really think the, the Bulls, are just, they're not a great defensive team. And I think their like, play style with uh, DeMar and like Zach just like, Isolation scores, they're not like taking great shots. I feel like last year, that's what hurt them. Zach Levine just like shot chucking. But uh, I, I, I like both of them individually as players, but I don't think the team's like the Eastern Conference is loaded this year. I've got the Bulls at nine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We'll see how that. We'll see how that goes. Um, that could be. That could be a hot day. Yeah. Uh, Bulls missing the playoffs. Wow. Uh, I, I would personally love it. I'm not a Bulls fan. I would just love to see that at school and stuff. But. Uh, yeah, we'll move on uh, to the uh, top eight here, playoff teams. Um, so at my number eight, I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think they are a playoff team, but I don't think they're as good as anyone that's going to be ahead of them. And that, I mean, that's really all I have to say, and I think their roster kind of proves that. Um, so who do you got at number eight, John? You know what? I hate to go back on my word. I hate to go back on my, what I just said, but I th- I'm going to switch this. I've got Bulls at eight, and for my ninth seed, I'm going to go with the Raptors. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I think Raptors are still a great team. Obviously, uh, to make a play in there, 
I like the really good coach in Nick Nurse. He's mm-hmm. like a, he's one of the better coaches in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, who they just lose? OGN and OB to. Where is he now? I'm, I'm blanking. Uh, I know they traded. I don't know. I'm blanking too. Uh, yeah, he just got traded. Yeah, but he. I think I he's think the most improved player this year. I think he's a favorite for that. He's a candidate for most improved. Yeah, I would say that. I like that. Yeah, he's tough. Uh, but I think Pascal Siakam, one of the one of the notable guys, Scotty Barnes, they, they can both be really good. But I think they can carry them to a nine seed at best. Mm-hmm. I have the Bulls at eight. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, for my seven, a little bit of a hot take here. Uh, top three seed or top five seed, I guess, over the past like multiple years, actually. Uh, Miami Heat. I think they get past. This year, uh, I think their roster is a little thin. Uh, have, I mean, they have the same guys every year. They just signed Tyler Hero to a max contract. I think that might go to his head a little bit. But they're getting old, really. Um, I think Jim Butler is still a top 15 player in the league, but he falls off a little bit. We've seen Duncan Robinson already fall off. Struth, uh, Max Struth, Gabe Vincent, they're, they're not the guys they were last year carrying them into that playoff run that they had last year. Um, these are G League guys we're talking about who got big contracts because of their play last year. And it's a little bit like Jalen Brunson, um, a guy who no one really talked about until they kind of showed up for their teams and earned a starting spot, and then they got paid over the offseason. But I think guys like Jimmy Butler and, uh, you know, those two those two guys are, are going to fall off a little bit. I think Victor Oladipo comes back and has a good season this year, but I do have them as a playoff team. Um, I think Bam, Bam, you know, he does what he does. He's going to put up 15 and 10 as per, but... Uh, yeah, I got the Heat at seven done. I agree with this take. I like this take because uh, the Heat were watching the Heat get to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble. The bubble year, that was really exciting. I mean, Duncan Robinson was going off. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler was putting his heart out there on the line. But I think the Heat are more of like a, a regular season team. Absolutely. Yeah. They've, got, they've got a great culture around there, great, great coaching as well. But... As you already said, Duncan Robinson, that, that contract is definitely hurting them. He's getting way overpaid. Yeah. Like he's paid, what is it, like 90 mil or something? Yeah, it's a, it's a max for like five him. years? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. For a G League guy, too. I mm-hmm. mean, he had a great year, but defense has figured him out. He's just running off screens and stuff now. He's mm-hmm. too easy to guard. For sure. Um, so, yeah, he did seven for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm going to, for moving into number six now, I'm going to go with the Bulls. Uh, I think, you know, they finished around this place last year after having such a strong start this season. And I think their main problem this year is going to be the same one they had last year in not being able to beat good teams. They haven't really improved that much over the off season. It's still kind of the same roster from last year who got eliminated in the first round. So I really don't have much to say. John kind of covered the Bulls already. Um, but, you know, you got Levine, DeRozan. They're going to do what they do. And they're, I think they're a solid six spot. Um, but, John, who do you got at six? At six, I mean, I don't know. Looking at this now, like, it feels a little bit high, but I've got the Hawks. I, th- I know we already talked about them a little bit. You were pretty low on them. I think you had them at 11. Yeah. But uh, the duo, if that works out, it, big if there. Two very ball-dominant cards. Trail can't really even play defense. But uh, if that works out, that could be really nice. And um, Clint Capella and John Collins, they've both been pretty good the last couple of years, but like I haven't seen like any improvement. They haven't really made any strides in their game John Collins especially and being yeah. like a, more of a younger player yeah but they've got like uh, those two guards those two bigs and like shooting around them like uh, uh, Kevin Herter Bojan Bogdanovic 
those guys. Good, good role players. Yeah, and they could be another super regular season team too. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, moving into number five now, uh, I'm going to have to say the Cleveland Cavaliers, arguably one of the biggest offseason moves. Uh, traded a lot of young guys for uh, Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, but I think the starting five is is top. I think uh, over the trade deadline last year, I said Karis LeVert was one of the best trades, if not the best trade at the trade deadline last year, and that's when Harden went to Philly. But the starting five of Darius Garland, um, Donovan Mitchell, Karis LeVert, and then Jared Allen and Evan Mobley is so good. With I- Isaac Okoro, Cindy Osman, Ricky Rubio off the bench, I think this is this is such a deep roster and so young too, and I think they could be a really good regular season team. I don't know if they'll do much, maybe get out of the first round of the playoffs, but I think they're a solid five seed, John. So what, what, who's your five? I like I, I really like the Cavs personally. I agree with all the things you said. I mean, they're gonna be so exciting with uh, that that big three. Evan Mobley, he's really good. But for my five, I've got the Cavs a little bit higher. For my five, I'm gonna go with the Nets mm-hmm. because obviously a great team, very talented. Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, choosing all stick together after like a crazy offseason. Yeah, I thought Kevin Durant was gonna get traded. Didn't happen. They're gonna like run it back this year. But uh, honestly, I think they can go like deeper in the playoffs than what a five seed would do. But just because it's like Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, like they're not regular season guys. They're gonna they're, Kyrie's gonna miss some games. They're all bound to miss some games. They don't try as hard as in the regular season, so I've got them at a five seed. Yeah, that, that and that's why uh, we'll go straight into four. I got them at four. Um, you know, John kind of kind of hit it right there. Uh, ben Simmons. It's gonna be interesting to see how he plays as a four. Um, we know he can do it, but he's used to playing the, the point guard spot that we saw in Philly. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't expect a championship out of this Nets team. Um, I think the four spot, five spot, whatever, is, is good for them. Like John said, they, these aren't guys who play, uh, much less try in the regular season, but they still have such a good roster. Uh, they got Joe Harris back this year. Uh, he missed a lot of last year with a knee injury. They got Seth Curry now. Um, who they added at the uh, trade deadline last year, but Cam Thomas as well. See how see how much minutes he gets. He was so exciting in the uh, summer league last year and didn't get that many minutes. But they have a good roster, good shooting. Um, they're a top five seed for sure. Um, I'm gonna have them at four here. So John, who's your four? My four, I'm gonna go with the Cavaliers. We already talked about uh, DG, mm-hmm. like a six foot. Uh, I think it's like six one, six one shifty guard. I really like him. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And then combining him, obviously over the off season they acquired Donovan Mitchell. That's just going to be super exciting offensively. But maybe where I can see some problems happening there defensively is I feel like Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell, two undersized guards, might have trouble guarding like the opposing the opposing team's best best guards. But at least they have like Jared Allen, Evan Mobley down at the rim to help him out and protect. Mm-hmm. So we got the same top three here, it looks like. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where, where we put them. But for my number three, I'm going to go with uh, Boston Celtics, uh, Eastern Conference champions last year. Uh, I think that they ha- could finish at one just because of the uh, durability that they have. They, ha- they didn't have, <clears throat> they didn't have uh, too many major injuries last year. Uh, but they do have a coaching problem that that we can talk about. But uh, they have such a good roster, so many good players. They got better um, in terms of roster. 
uh, over the offseason, adding Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, so I think this Celtics team is definitely a top three seed. Easily could finish one, but I got them at three. I like that, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've got the same top three here. I've got, for my number three seed, I've got the 76ers. Um, really exciting team. I really like, I think this is going to be a James Harden comeback here. He's going to prove the haters wrong. All Everybody's saying that he's, like, fat and that he's washed. Uh, I'm, I think he's going to come back. He's going to listen to those haters. Working hard all off season. I think he's going to come back and be maybe not as good as he was back in Houston, but he's going to return to to closer to that form than he was with the Nets and last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I got Philly at two here. Um, I agree with John. I think, you know, James Harden wasn't a guy who caused a lot of drama over the offseason, but you had your occasional, you know, James Harden's in the gym pictures and stuff like that. Um, all throughout the offseason. So I, I agree with that. I think uh, James Harden comes back, and he needs to come back for this Phillies team, uh, this Philly team to go far. And if they want to, I think they're in win-now mode, John, because, you know, how, how many years does Harden have left and, and how many years does a lot, of, a lot of these guys have left? But I think Embiid is going to be a front-runner for MVP once again. Um, I'm really high on Embiid. Averaged 30 points per game last year, most points by a center since Shaq in uh, the early 2000s, but I got Philly at two. John, who do you got Philly, or, or who do you have at, uh, who do you have at two? At two, I think I'm a bit of a bias. I've got a bit of a bias here because, I don't know, randomly, like a couple of years ago, a bunch of uh, Celtics fan pages started popping up on my on my Instagram Explore page. And, oh, yeah? I mean, I started following them. They, they kept on showing up. I started following them. I'm still following one of them to these days, to this day, Celtics Insider. And uh, they've kind of made me a Celtics fan. I always get, like, Celtics preseason hype and stuff now, and um, I've kind of bought into the, okay. the Celtics culture. Marcus Smart, just an absolute dog, winning depoy last year as a as a guard is extremely impressive. I don't think he's going to be able to repeat that, but he's obviously going to be a really, really key part of their team as, like a, as a leader. And then you have the Jays. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, super talented, and I think Jason Tatum's going to make a leap. He's going to be, uh, I've got him, like, top five MVP this year. Okay. And Celtics are really exciting for me. And then you've got Rob Williams and Al Horford. Rob Williams, when he was healthy last year, was one of the best defensive bigs in the league. Right. So I've got the Celtics at two. All right, so we both got the Bucks at one, and I think, for obvious reason, Giannis, the ultimate tryhard. Uh he stays. He stays healthy. Um, don't know how he does it, but you know he's such. He, he's like a twenty-eight, ten and eight guy, um, superstar MVP frontrunner as as always. Two, two MVPs already. Championship. Uh, he'll be definitely looking to get back to the championship th- this year. But we both got the Bucks at one. Anything you want to say about the Bucks, uh, John? I mean, yeah, you already hit on it. Giannis, ultimate tryhard. I think he's got a deep boy too. Maybe t- I think he's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely got a defensive player. Yeah. Reward. But um, you've got Drew Holiday there too, who arguably was, I mean, he, I think him and Marcus Smart best defensive guards in the NBA, hands down. And then uh, I mean, if they can all stay healthy, if that's what Giannis has been doing like his whole career, basically, I uh, I don't see why they shouldn't be the number one seed. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's gonna wrap it up for our Eastern Conference predictions. We will get into the uh, Western Conference predictions right now. All right, so yeah, let's get into the. Uh, Western Conference uh, standings here. We'll go straight into it. Number 15, um, I think without a doubt, it's got to be 
the Utah Jazz, John. They have they have players. They don't have a good roster though. Um, and I think this was a this this was a kind of a tactic by uh, who's their GM? What's what's his name from the Celtics? Um, Dan Snyder. No, uh, the GM. Oh, Danny Ainge. Yeah, Danny Ainge. Uh, I think this is a tactic from him. They have Market and they have Conley, Jordan Clarkson, all these guys, but that they're, they're a 15 seed in my book. So who do you got at 15, John? I agree with that. I mean, Utah Jazz. They kind of gave up. They gave up both their superstars over the offseason. Got rid of Donovan Mitchell. Got rid of Rudy Gobert. Maybe they can. Uh, maybe they're trying to. Maybe this is a tactic to get a uh, tank for Wembenyama. Right. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how much the NBA covers Wembenyama over the over the, over this year. Um, it, it yeah. might start getting, you know, I want to, like, know what the players think of him. We've heard, obviously, we heard LeBron talk about him in a press conference, but, like, all the hype behind one guy is, like, kind of taken away from the start of the NBA season, which I'm mm-hmm. just, it's kind of interesting to see how the players uh, will deal with that, um, or it won't affect them at all. Um, I, I'm, yeah. I just want to, I know this isn't about, this podcast isn't about Wimbledon, but I just want to, I, I got to hit on something real quick. I just feel like, uh, he's insane potential, seven five moves like a guard, but I don't think he's gonna. I, I don't think he's gonna pan out just because of we've like seen so many like big guys like him before, like Kristaps. They just like can't stay healthy, and I don't think you can be the goat, which is like what people are predicting him to be, if you don't have longevity. If you don't have longevity. Yeah, uh, I think that the biggest misconception with him is that he's more of a Chet Holmgren rather than like a Kristaps because of how skinny he is. But if you look at highlights and you look at him before games warming up and stuff, he's not that skinny. Um, he's got muscle to him. I agree with John. I think that, you know, one injury ruins a guy like that's career. Um, but if he stays healthy, John, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, if he stays healthy, oh yeah. my gosh, that's going to be insane. Yeah. Like he's hitting like fadeaways, dribble pull-ups, like, 30 foot pull up threes is insane. Yeah, fadeaways from the it's ridiculous from the corner. It's it's ridiculous. Um and that's almost a perfect segment in the number 14 for me. I'm going to skip the OKC Thunder though. I'm going to say San Antonio Spurs has got to be there at 14. Um another team that might be tanking for one by Pops hinted at it a couple of times during press conferences, but for me this this the Spurs are are 14 seed at best. Um they traded their superstar as well in DeJounte Murray over the offseason. So, John, who do you got at 14? Um, I think we might have a very, very similar rankings here because I've got, I've got San Antonio Spurs here and then next I've got, I think I'm, you might have them too. I've got the Thunder. Yeah. But uh, same reasons as you. I mean, uh, who do the Spurs even have anymore? Like, Yeah, Keldon Johnson is there. Yeah, Keldon Johnson. He's not bad, but... They drafted Jeremy Sohan, who I'm just I I really don't like him. But. Is, that guy, is that the guy from Baylor? Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah, s- the sixth man of the year from Baylor. I don't see them being very good at all. Yeah. Um. We'll move on though. Like John said, for 13, I got OKC as well. Uh, they have Josh Giddy and Shea, but Chet Holmgren's out for the season. That could have been exciting with Holmgren this year, and if if he was healthy. Um, I would still wouldn't put him that much, that much higher. I would definitely put him higher, but um, I'm going 13 OKC. I think John, you had you had them at 13 too, right? I've got them at 13 too. Yeah, uh, definitely could have been excited with Shea, Giddy, Pokushevsky, 
Holmgren. The Thunder could be really good in the next coming years because they've got that's yeah they've got like an insane amount of first round draft picks. They're like yeah. you've got all the memes going on about whenever you see like a little kid, and it's just like oh the Thunder is scouting in this guy for like the twenty thirty five first round. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's absurd how many picks they have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll go into uh, we'll go into twelve here. Uh, I think it's got to be the Kings for me. Um, looking at this Western Conference right now, it's so it, it's so. I feel like these teams that we've listed could go anywhere, but none higher than what we've predicted. Um, you know, like the Thunder could finish fifteen, the the Kings could have finished fifteen, but I think fifteen through twelve right now is very predictable. I'm assuming you have the Kings at twelve as well, John. But maybe yeah. maybe you got something else. I've also got the Kings at twelve. At, wait, yeah, I've got the Kings at twelve. I mean, Darren Fox. I I I really liked him. I thought he was going to make a leap last year, but he kind of disappointed. And then they traded away. I couldn't believe it. they traded away Tyrese Halliburton, kept Davion Mitchell, but Tyrese Halliburton. I think they they really lost out there trading him. He's yeah. special. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Um, and then moving on to number eleven here in the West, I'm gonna have to go with the Houston Rockets. Not too high on Jabari Smith, especially after how he played in the in the summer league. But they do have Jalen Green, they do have Josh Christopher, they do have a couple guys um coming on this year. But they also lost, I th- arguably their best player in Christian Wood over the last season of the over, over the off season to the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, but for me, number eleven's got to be the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Uh, number eleven here. This could be a hot take, but I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I don't think that's that's very hot take. Um, yeah, I just I think Dame's got to run from the grind. I, I think it's time for him to run from the grind. He's like 30, 33, 32. Yep. He's kind of old. Great player, obviously, but he's got to get out of there. They haven't put any pieces around him. He's never I, he's never going to win a championship. They're not even close to winning a championship in Portland. He's got to go. I mean, I get that people like hate ring chasers and ring chasing and stuff, but, I mean, isn't he getting hate right now for not succeeding in Portland? So, yeah. what else is he supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I'm going with uh, number 10. They sneak into the plan. If Lillard can stay healthy, I'm going with the Trailblazers as well. Um, For me, at number 10, like John said, if if Lillard, he's got to get out of there. I don't know where he would go. Um, That would have to be an insane trade um, because of how valuable he is to a team. But, yeah, if he can stay healthy, I th- I'm not too high on Anthony Simons either. Um, he's their guy, their young guy that they have um, over there in Portland. But I'm I'm gonna go with the the Trailblazers one higher than eleven, and I'm gonna put them at ten. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs, obviously in a playing spot. But I think if Lillard can stay healthy, they can sneak in into that spot at number ten. But who do you got at ten, John? At ten, I've got a flip from you. I've got the uh, I've got the Rockets at ten here. Um, they could be good, exciting young players. That that Turkish guy, not Turkish. I think I'm going to get his international, his nationality wrong here. Alperen Sengun. Actually, I'm pretty sure he's Turkish. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. guy. I like that guy. He's he, he's excited. He's like flashy. He's like one of those, uh, one of the new age big men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jabari Smith, I agree with you there. I don't think, uh, I'm not super high on him. It doesn't really look like he can like create off the dribble. I mean, there's a reason he fell to three um, after he was projected to be number one in the draft. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Paolo and I would have taken Jaden Ivy over him too. Yes, yeah, me too. But he's he just seems like an off the ball, uh, 
on offense, he's like an off-ball, like shooter kind of guy. But on defense, he definitely has the tools to be really good there. Hundred percent, yeah. Oh, we'll move into number nine here. For me, I think I mean this is tough. Uh, I don't know what to do. I think I'm gonna go. This is a little biased. I just I can't find a way to see the Lakers being out of being out of a playing spot. I'm gonna go with them at nine. Um, but really, if you finish ten through seven, it's really all the same. But I'm going Lakers at nine, John. That might be a hot take, but I don't wow. see AD staying healthy, even though everyone's predicting him to stay healthy and be an MVP candidate. Um, I think that's a little blasphemous in itself. I think LeBron, here's the thing with LeBron. I think if he, he's going to be so in his own head that he's going to go for his, his scoring title, his all-time scoring title, and then sit the rest of the season out. And he could get that by January. So I don't think this Lakers team is going to be, obviously we know, I think Westbrook has a bit of a comeback year, but I think he might be doing it on his own with, with the other two out for a while. Um, and then they, they added some depth over the offseason, but I'm not I'm not so high on this Lakers team. I've never been. Um, but for me, nine is the is the Lakers. Who do you got at nine, John? Uh, well, I mean, more on the Lakers. I guess they've had their off-the-court issues, obviously, for the past couple of years. Lots of drama surrounding this team mm-hmm. with uh, Russell Westbrook. Now they've added Patrick Beverly. Honestly, just could be even more drama, the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But I, I think nine's a little bit low to have the undisputed goat and uh, Anthony Whoa. Davis. Yeah, it could be out there right there. But wow. I've got, I mean, LeBron's the undisputed goat. Moving past that, though, we've got uh, for nine, I'll, I'll put the. Uh, this is kind of tough. I'm going to put the Clippers here. Really? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Well, I think I'll put the Suns here. Yeah, okay. I think the Suns are similar to the. Uh, the Suns are the heat of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they're like a regular season team, do really well in the regular season. But then, uh, I mean, last year they just completely fell apart against the Mavericks. But CP3 is getting old. I used, to, I, I, I still am a big CP3 fan. Mm-hmm. But I've got them at nine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, never, I'm not too high on the Suns. Um, there's a lot of Western Conference teams I don't like. Uh, one of them is the Lakers. The other one's the Suns. Uh, I think Booker is kind of like a Bradley Beal type guy. I agree with John. I think Chris Paul is getting old. He can't really contribute that much to a team, especially a championship winning team. Um, but Booker's good. Mikel Bridges is good. Aiton is going to fall off this year after so much speculation of him in the offseason. Um, and I think a lot of these role players who have been pretty good, like Cameron Johnson and whatnot, over the past couple of years for them are going to fall off as well. And I think it's going to come down to Booker. Um but I have him at the eight spot here. Uh, so I, I agree with what, what, what John was saying. What, what, who do you got at eight, John? At eight, this is, this is where I'm going to put the Clippers. Um, I definitely, looking back on this later, I definitely could end up regretting this because they could be really good depending on uh, their health. If Kawhi Leonard, John Wall, Paul George are able to stay healthy, this team could be super good because John Wall is coming back after a couple scary injuries. Kawhi Leonard coming back from an ACL. So we don't know how good those two players are going to be coming back from major injuries. Mm-hmm. But if they can put those pieces together, uh, I think they could be really good, definitely better than the AC to where I got them. But their health is in question. I've, I've got them today. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are picking them to win a championship this year. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same reason I have for the Lakers. Uh, great players can make the playoffs and uh, 
make a run in the playoffs, but the healthiness is, is such a big part, um, as we've seen over the past couple of years, and I, I, I don't dislike that that pick from John there. But moving into number seven, I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks here. Um, I think same thing with the Clippers. They're such a good team. Um, they added Christian Wood over the offseason, which I think is a great addition. Um, Luka can play the one himself this year. Um, he's going to be so much more ball dominant if he, if he wasn't already. But I got them at seven. I think they do make a nice little run in the playoffs again. Um, they're such a good team, the Mavericks, but I, I got them at seven. I think they, they get into the playoffs, and whoever they play is going to be in going to be in a little bit of trouble here. So who do you got at seven, John? At seven, uh, I don't want to say I'm a Ja hater, but I don't think I'm a, I've never been a Ja believer. Uh, obviously, he's just super exciting to insane, watch. Insane uh, quote from John there. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a Ja fan, honestly, uh, but I can see why people like him. He's super, super hella bouncy. My boy got bounced, mm-hmm. but um, the Grizzlies were literally better without him last year. When he was injured, they, they had a better record, I think better offensive, better offensively and defensively. Um, but I've got the Grizzlies here at seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think like a lot of these teams, you know, the Western Conference playoffs is going to be so good. Um, and seeing where these teams fall over the course of the regular season is also going to be fun to watch. But I'm actually going to quote John here. I'm not a Zion hater, but I've never been a Zion believer. And I'm going to put them at six, the Pelicans. Um, they have a good big three, if you will, in Zion, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram. I think Brandon Ingram actually takes the next step. Um, he's been taking steps his whole career, um, getting better and better every season. I think he was really good last year. Uh, he was really good in the playoffs for them against the Suns. Um, they just lost. I think it was, did they go to seven with the Suns, John, or six? Uh, I think it went to seven. Seven, yeah. They they pushed the Suns, who were a favorite last year, um, to seven games. I think they have, without Zion, I think they could be a definite playoff team. But with Zion, I think they can move in, into a sixth spot, and especially if he stays healthy. But like like John said, I'm not a I'm not a Zion hater, but I'm I've never been a Zion believer. But who do you got at six, John? At six, um, I've got I'm gonna have the Mavs here, uh, Luca. I like the guy. I, I, I mean, I love him. He's, he's insane. He's super. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say he's likable, just because like he talks like hella trash, pretty cocky. But like, I, 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 I like that on him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if his play style, that ball dominant play style, can like. I don't know if it can six find success in the NBA. Like, I guess I'm saying success as like a championship. Yeah. But I'm putting them here as a six seed. He's he's just got an insane usage rate, and uh, I just expect him to be more ball dominant this season. Now that they lost Jalen Brunson, the other the other off guard, and uh, I I don't know if it can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his play I, style. Yeah, I think you know with the play style, I think it's more of like like a stat, like individual stat type of a play style, not a championship winning play style. Especially with the guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you had superstars around him; they're a guaranteed championship winning team. Um, but he doesn't have that right now. He has really solid players in Tim Hardaway, Christian Wood, um, all these guys. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, they, they're they a definite playoff team like we've already t- covered. We don't have to talk about the Mavericks too much more, but, yeah, I agree with John there. Um, but moving into the top five teams in the Western Conference, I'm going to have to go with the Denver Nuggets at the number five spot. Um, they're not a regular season team. They've never been. 
Um, they're not even a playoff team. They just have a really good roster with guys who can't stay healthy. Jamal Murray's back this year, which could put him a little higher than five, in my opinion. Michael Porter, if he stays healthy, has always been a guy who can show out if he's healthy. And then obviously, you know, a top five player in the league in Jokic. We don't have to talk about him. But I think they're a top five team, but I think they're, you know, we, we don't know what to expect from this Nuggets team, John. Uh, you don't know what to expect from, you know, guys like Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, and uh, Jamal Murray we haven't seen for a year. We know he, he's a great player, um, and he plays well with Jokic, but we'll see what, what this Nuggets team brings this year. Um, and I think they could make a run if they're healthy going into the playoffs, but I think they're a fifth seed, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's definitely a big question mark there with Jamal Murray coming off an ACL. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. both coming off significant injuries. Um, but for the five seed, for me, I've got the Lakers here. I already said it. I think LeBron's a goat. He's he's extremely old, but there's like no sign of him slowing down. He no, he's still LeBron. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think AD, I think he stays healthy this year. I think he's just doing... I think he got a great offseason in, working on his body, working on his strength. And as you already said, I expect a uh, little comeback year from Russell Westbrook. Nothing big, nothing like his uh, MVP seasons in OKC, but just like going from absolutely terrible, being hated on by the media, by the fans, to an above-average starting point guard. Yeah. I I feel like that's not crazy to ask for from Russell Westbrook, given what he's shown us he can do. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving into number four here. Uh, this is also tough. I'm going to go with the Clippers at number four. Uh, no, no, I'm going to go with Minnesota, actually. We haven't talked about them at all this year. Another duo, like DeJounte Murray and Trey Young, like we talked about in the Eastern Conference, uh, is really hit or miss with two guys, two centers, one that can maybe play the four. We'll see how that works out. I think... He's definitely going to have to play the four because Rudy Gobert is a true five. But we got Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns here, D'Angelo Russell, um, a lot of guys for them to be a top five seed. So I think they, they can easily be a top five seed. They might, you know, shock some people and finish between, you know, that, that six to ten range, John. But I think I, I'm going to go with the, the Timberwolves here at, at number four. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you there. I've got, I've, I'm also going to have to put the Timberwolves at four. Super exciting. I love Anthony Edwards. Super likable guy. Oh, yeah. Anthony. Okay, I forgot so. about Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about T-Wolves. you got to talk about Anthony Edwards. He's yeah. gonna, definitely going to make an all-star league this year. I don't know about MVP, but he can definitely, in the future, he'll definitely be. Yeah. I feel like he could be in that uh, Devin Booker range from the past couple of years where he's not He's not going to be in the all-star team, but everyone's going to be like, oh, how is, how is Ant not in the all-star team? But, uh, yeah, I completely agree with, with John there. Um Moving into the top three in the Western Conference, so for my number three, I'm going to go with the Clippers. Um, when healthy, they're always in that, you know, since like 2010, they've always been in that one one through five range. Um, good regular season team if they're healthy. They're going to be a threat to win a championship this year if healthy. And it's it's hard to say that after everything you say about the Clippers, but it is necessary, right, John? And I'm, I'm going to put the Clippers here at three. Yeah, I... Not a bad pick there. I mean, I have the Clippers a lot lower at eight, but uh, as I said, I think they can definitely finish much higher than that uh, and make me look kind of stupid. But for number three here, I've got the... uh, What do I have left here? I 
I've got the I'm gonna put the Denver Nuggets here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we already hit on them mostly. Yeah, Jokic top five player, back to back MVP. I don't think there's a no shot he wins back to back to back MVPs just because of voter fatigue. Right. But obviously he's a great player. Um, and I think yeah he carried them to the playoffs last year, missing his second and third best player. Now that he gets those two back. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, and for my one and two, I'm going the exact same as last year, but uh, I'm going to switch it up from last year's final. Grizzlies were the one seed last year. Warriors were the two. I'm going Grizzlies two, Warriors one. Um, I think the Grizzlies, I love John Morant. Um, I will say he was probably my favorite player all year last year, but then his trash talking after he lost to the Warriors and then especially after the Warriors won a championship and he went at Draymond Green and the NBA saying you know give us them on Christmas Day in Memphis it's just guy you haven't done anything in your career yet you can't talk trash to the champions and the night of too is just crazy from him um but I love Ja uh I've always been a Ja fan since the Murray State days um but yeah I'm going with them at two um are they championship contenders absolutely not um, they could be a one to two uh, round playoff team, but maybe a Western Conference appearance, but they're not a championship team at all. But they are a regular season team, which is why I have them at two. And uh, who do you got at two, John? Uh, I, back on John, I definitely agree with that. He's got to stay in his lane there. I, he can't go on Twitter talking about that when he, he, yeah, he really hasn't done anything, no accolades yet. He's too young. Um,. I would honestly love to see him in a one-on-one at some point if, if he ever responds to my DMs. But <laughs> at number two, here, I'm going to have... I've got the New Orleans Pelicans, which could be... Uh, that could also end up being a hot take, but they're just so exciting for me. Zion, I mean, what they did last year in the playoffs with no Zion Williamson, I think uh, you're quoting, you were quoting my quote here with the... Uh, I don't love Zion, but I'm not a Zion believer. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. that right? but, uh, I am a Zion believer. He was insane. His second year, uh, before he lost the weight, second year, he was averaging like 25. and He was averaging 25 points on extreme, extremely efficient numbers. And uh, now that they've got Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, uh, I think they can be absolutely lethal on offense. And Zion, I think it's going to be really cool to see what he can do with uh, with his new body. He looks completely transformed. Have you seen any pictures yeah. of him lately? Yeah, completely. Yeah, he looks agree. like he's had a great offseason, lost a ton of weight, and uh, I think that's going to help him. That's really going to help him stay healthy, which is what it's all about for Zion. So yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the too. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think you know, but once again, as we've gone through this podcast, it's just crazy to say like the healthiness and durability of these players is really lacking. Um, we've talked about multiple players on teams like the Clippers, like the Lakers. Um, but then we're, we're talking about the Pelicans. Uh, you know, you got the one guy, uh, Zion Williamson, since he got drafted. Um, and I think something that not a lot of people talk about the one year he played multiple games and had a long stretch of games. He was an all-star in his second year. Um, and then last year, you know, we know what happened. We don't. We know what happened as rookie year, but I don't think that's a hot take at all. Um, I think my hot take for the day is gonna be I got John in a one v one versus Ja. Uh, Ja's got to respond to that. Um, but John, I definitely got you in that. 
I, I don't think that's a hot take personally. Maybe the viewers out there will question that because obviously Jaws in the NBA, I'm playing any Trier. Uh, big difference there, but I mean, I believe myself. I don't believe in Jaws. Yeah, I'm past that though. Yeah, no, no, I got you, John. But yeah, moving on to the one seed, we both got uh, kind of like the Eastern Conference here. We both got the Warriors. Um, I think that one thing we can definitely talk about right now is the Draymond Green Jordan Pool situation. I have my view on it, but John, I'm interested to hear what you got to say about that. We'll talk about the whole Warriors team after, but what what do you got to say about about this? Yeah, I I think that's kind of great. That's insane. He, I'm assuming you you've seen the video of the punch. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a full on cocked it back, punched him in the face. Jordan was out. Like he was like he crumbled to the floor. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some power behind that punch, definitely some some uh some anger behind that punch. And I think that's insane. I, I don't know I think um I'm honestly a Draymond Green supporter. Mm-hmm. I, I sorry, I have been a Draymond Green supporter. Um, like over the past couple of years, what he does for the team, he's not a numbers guy. He's a he's a glue. He's the ultimate glue guy. But after seeing that, and I mean, he's obviously already had like chemistry problems with the team before. Like Kevin Durant, he had uh, Kevin Durant left because of him. I think Jordan Poole is more valuable than Draymond Green at the moment. And if they can't figure things out, I'm shipping off Draymond Green. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, and my, my points with this are, like John said, Poole's a much more valuable player. They The Warriors kind of threw that in Draymond's face the other day with his contract speculation and then going and giving Jordan Poole a max rookie contract, um, which I think is crazy. I think it was up to like 140 mil. Um, yeah, 140. Absolutely nuts. Um, and then my another thing is, the only thing that the punch from Draymond did was give the Warriors a reason to not re-sign him at the end of next year. I think he's going to retire uh, at the end of this year. I think this is Draymond Green's last year in the NBA, which is a little bit of a hot take, but I think the Warriors aren't going to re-sign him next year, and I don't see him going anywhere else. Like, Can you see Draymond Green in any other jersey right now, John? I mean, when you say it, when you first say it, definitely sounds like a hot take, Draymond Green retiring if he doesn't get re-signed this year. But the more you think about it, it's like he's such a system player. I mean, he's fit like a glove into this warrior system. He made the defense what it is. But um, that combined with, uh, he's already doing this media stuff. He's got his own podcast. Exactly. And uh, he's going on shows with Stephen A and stuff. It looks like he's he's set for what he's what he wants to do after after basketball life. So it's not, it's not a terribly hot take. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his deal with TNT as well. And, and the last thing with this, I think... Um, Every player on the Warriors and, and the coaching staff and even the GMs have said, you know, give me a ring ceremony and opening night and we'll, everyone will forget about it when asked about how is this going to impact team chemistry. It's not. Um, we heard Curry say already, you know, Jordan Poole did nothing to uh, uh, influence that punch from Draymond. Like we've heard Clay Thompson say, give me, give me a ring ceremony and, and opening night and we'll move past it. So I don't think this is going to impact them at all. Um, if anything, it might make them better, John. But I think the Warriors are undisputed number one seed in the West, if not uh, undisputed, you know, cha- re- repeat champions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, since 2014, 2015, when they started getting good, I, I have to say I 100% hopped on that bandwagon. Yeah, me I too. Had, like, in fourth grade, I think I had, like, 
a Stephen Curry jersey and then like a custom Stephen Curry jersey. A hundred percent agree. On the back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just so it's hard to not love that as a little kid. Stephen Curry, his play style is just so exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm so, s- I'm still on that bandwagon personally. I said last year was one of the best years in the NBA, and a big reason for that was the Warriors were good. The war when the Warriors weren't good over the bubble season and then 2021, I just I don't I don't know. I think the NBA dropped off a little bit. I agree. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, now that the Warriors are back, they're definitely gonna be yeah undisputed number one seed. Obviously, the system that they've built, the culture that they've built, and. uh the coaching Steve Kerr around them, and then combine that with all the t- they have an absurd amount of talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. With uh, Kuminga, we haven't Mosturi, even mentioned it, yeah. James Wiseman. That's like three first round guys right there, and it's crazy how they were able to build that up. They had one bad year, and then they still kept their original roster with Stephen Curry, Jamon Green, Clay Thompson. Uh huh, hundred percent. Um, we haven't talked about their injury guy yet, and it is James Wiseman. 100% uh, his rookie year. Uh, he was injured all season. Didn't play it. I think he played a couple games, and then last year he was injured all season again. Hopefully he stays healthy this year. He's looked promising in summer league and uh, preseason. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this Warriors team. Like John said, Kaminga is going to – I think he takes that next step. Um, Moody, obviously, I feel like he's already taken that next step. It looks like he's matured a lot over the summer league and preseason. Um, but yeah, they're they're just so good. Uh, we had we didn't even mention those guys yet, and John John hit the nail on the head there, with the depth that they have. Um, but yeah, Warriors undisputed number one seed, if not you know, championship championship uh, championship bound really. But uh, that's gonna wrap it up here for the uh, ultimate NBA pod, ultimate preseason NBA pod. NBA starts tomorrow. Super excited for that, John. Thanks for coming on. It was great. Thank you for having me. I had, I had a great time. Yeah, of course. Um, we will get back into uh, NFL picks this week on Wednesday. Hopefully that's the next podcast coming up on the schedule. But uh, thanks for listening. It's been a great episode. Uh, one of the best, I think. And uh, we'll see you next time.